Let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Don't forget to mention Coaching You and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, and today is our annual NBA draft preview. And as we like to do, we have the best in the business, ESPN analyst Jay Billis, a very close friend of Coaching You, a member of our faculty and our advisory board, and Jay is going to give us a draft pre- preview. This is must listen to every year. After this break, we'll be back with Jay Billis. This podcast is brought to you by MetPro, a world-renowned concierge nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle coaching company. MetPro is a proven platform to help people transform their bodies. Metabolic profiling is a process that allows MetPro to get a baseline to see exactly how your body is responding against a very specific set of variables. Their experts are trained to take those results and translate that into simple action steps. What you should eat, how you should train, and what your strategy should be to obtain your goals. MedPro's coaches are not only educated experts in their field, but they're empathetic to people that have demanding schedules and often stressful lives. They will work with you one-on-one to help you identify the best nutrition and fitness strategy that is going to work for your personal goals and lifestyle needs. And as a Coaching You listener, you can receive a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and a 30-minute consultation with a MetPro expert. To claim this offer, head over to metpro.co slash coaching you. Again, that's metpro.co slash coaching you to receive your free assessment and consultation with a MetPro coach. Hey, welcome to an, a special edition Coaching You podcast with our incredible friend and guest, Jay Billis from ESPN. Jay, welcome, my friend. Oh, great to be with you, Brendan. Thanks for having me. Well, hey, you know, there's no one better about the draft, which I love dearly, than to talk to you that, you know, um, the, the preparation that you do for this is year-round. Yeah, we all prepare. Yeah, we all prepare, but we're all wrong. Isn't it amazing how, how you can, you hope you're right more than wrong, but uh, it's it's almost like a friend of mine, Lenny Acuff, says about coaching. There, there are two kinds of 
draft analysts, those that have been humbled and those that are about to be, because we're, we're, we're going to be wrong on some of these guys. That's why I'm doing podcasts now, by the way. <laughs> you know, you know, I was thinking back with this morning as I was listening to you doing one of your shows, and I, and, and, uh, I think one of the hosts asked you, uh, who will not, you know, who's the next Kawhi Leonard and all that good stuff. And I started to think back to the Piston teams that I had and some of the Hawks teams, and I thought about the guys – that was like Rodman, I think, was picked 27th. And, you know, and, and Doc Rivers was picked 31 and played 13 years, you know, and all those type of things. And 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 the NBA people, you said it well, the NBA does, and, and the NFL does a great job, but the NFL is right more than the NFL who has more time to evaluate. Yeah, that that's always struck me as being really interesting is that the NFL gets four or five years to evaluate prospects and they're wrong more often than the NBA is. Yeah. And the NBA only has oftentimes, you know, high school and then one year of college to be able to evaluate this. And, and, and I'm not taking a shot at the NFL and saying no. that it's just, this is hard. And, and I'm not trying to make excuses for myself, but, but it's, it's remarkable over the years how my thinking has changed. And, uh, and when I first started doing this for ESPN, I, I had to, and this has been 17 years now, sitting on this draft desk. And the, the first hurdle I had to get over, Brennan, was, was sort of my, I guess you'd call it bias or um, sort of the idea that the, my old school thinking about high school players is, you know, I was thinking, hey, the, you know, th- these guys aren't ready for this. And, uh, and Dwight Howard was the first one. I was like, hey, he's unskilled. Like, he's, ju- he's an amazing athlete, but he's unskilled. And, and he may not wind up getting a lot of these skills. And truthfully, he probably didn't get a lot of the skills that I was, I was hoping he would. But he was so dominant athletically that it trumped any, any lack of skill that he may have had. And he wound up becoming a, 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 a great Hall of Fame caliber player. But I was sitting there saying, oh, I don't know. I think you know maybe Emeka Okafor is a better better player. And I was like, What? You're looking back on that, going, What were you thinking? Well, I was carrying in sort of the idea that high school players, you know, just they're not going to be able to do it on the timeline we believe. And uh, and I was wrong. And I you know I changed my thinking. And and the game's constantly evolving. Now we're looking at it. Used to be little guards. You stayed away from little guards. Now you're going can he stretch the floor can he put it on the deck can he switch off and are his arms long enough can he switch and and still stay in front of people um the the dynamics totally change jay i think you have a really unique perspective from during the season you know when you're covering and doing uh you know you're 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 covering teams uh actually seeing duke carolina or michigan state versus indiana you're now almost you have, I think you're almost in a coach's mode where you're going there, you're watching coaches prepare practice, and now you really zero in on those two teams and you know so much more than if you only came in and were an analyst come draft time, correct? I, th- I think that's probably true. I think the difference is is, is uh, we, we've got a lot of great people. Like Mike Schmitz is oh, as good as I've ever superstar. worked with. Superstar, yes. And he, he's sitting in gyms all over the world watching yes. these guys, watching them warm up, watching them in practice. So um, I, I don't think I see guys more than he does or more than anybody else. I think the, the one thing that I'm, I'm pretty lucky on is when, when you see him in practice – uh, as much as you get, as I get to see him, and and I would put Mike in that category. Maybe Mike, Mike sees him more. I would I would probably guess, but but you see, okay, well well, here's what the guy can do in 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 drills and all that stuff. And maybe yeah, 
maybe he's being used in a way that's best for the team, but may not be best to showcase how good this kid is or can be. And one of the players that was like that this last year was Nasir Little of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Like North Carolina has a system. And if you don't play to, to, if you don't defend and in the right spots, you get graded, you're not going to play. And he's playing behind Cam Johnson, who's also a first round pick. Um, so I don't think Nasir Little showed as well as he was capable of, but if he had stuck around there, he would have, he would have showed it as a sophomore, maybe as a junior, but they don't stick around as much. Yeah. Well, you know, you can look at it and say, well, how come Roy Williams didn't do well? It, 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 it ain't Roy Williams <laughs> fault. It, 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 Nasir Little didn't, didn't do what was required in order to play more. But that doesn't mean he's not going to be a really good pro because I think he is. I think our uh, our dear friend uh, Coach K had as fun a team as I've ever watched in college ball because of the excitement of those young kids, uh, and to have three of them that I think will be uh, lottery picks is just incredible. Give me your evaluation or what you like of the three. Well, Zion's a phenomenon, and uh, I've never seen anyone like him in this game. I don't think there has been anyone like him mm -hmm. in this game. Doesn't mean he's the best player uh, that I've ever seen, but but uh, I've never seen a player like him. Uh, I think he's going to step into the NBA and be great right away. Um, I think he still needs to, to refine his, his shooting to where he can make a standstill jumper and uh, you really have to come out and get him. But even if you play off him, he can get downhill on you and get by you. Uh, and he's, a, he's an extraordinary passer, never takes a playoff. Uh, is, is, he plays as hard as any player I can remember. Mm -hmm. And he's a great kid. Like he, uh, he says no. Like he, he wouldn't separate from his teammates. He could have been the cover, you know, cover uh, guy on every magazine in America. And he said no to a lot of things because he wanted to bring his teammates along with him. Um, R.J. Barrett is a guy I think can wind up being the best player out of this draft. Uh, I still think it'll be Zion, but it, it could very well be R.J. He was the presumptive number one pick coming in. Uh, to the season. He reminds me a lot of uh, James Harden with the way he plays. Um, he, I think he's going to be able to shoot it. Like His, his stroke isn't broken. Uh, he makes standstill ones. Um, he doesn't shoot a great percentage of, from the free throw line, even though he gets there as, as often as anyone. And, uh, and he never, like he had a lot of responsibility on his, on his shoulders, never begged out of one tough situation. He played hurt. He played sick. Uh, when the last shot needed to be taken, he took it uh, without fear, and and he took responsibility. and And here he was playing as the presumptive number one pick, and he had a comet shoot uh, past him, mm -hmm. and didn't show one ounce of one ounce of jealousy. He he uh, he, he was great in all, in every regard. And then Reddish is the more Cam Reddish is the the guy that's the most interesting to me because best shooter of the crew. Uh, maybe didn't shoot it as well as he's capable of overall. Um, uh, long-armed, six-eight, seven-foot wingspan, good defender, gets steals, gets deflections, uh, anticipates really well. Um, but he didn't have the kind of season that we expected, and uh, um, he had a couple games where he didn't play. Didn't play against Syracuse, where he got sick right before tip, and then begged out of a game right in the NCAA tournament against Virginia Tech right before the tip when he was, you know, he's given to the scores table as a starter, and uh, because he had tendonitis in his knee and it was bothering him. Um, his agent just told Jay Williams this morning that he had, he had some sort of adductor in, in injury throughout the season. It was remarkably played at all. I didn't know that, uh, still don't know it. I was, you know, just heard it, but he has a chance to be really good. And, and, you know, how do you, 
it's going to be up to NBA teams to determine, you know, like, is that just something that goes with youth and maturity or is it something you have to worry about as to how good he's going to be? Cause the talent is undeniable. The kid is top five good. And uh, he'll probably, because of some of the other question marks go eight, nine, whatever, but, but, you know, he's got a chance to be a, a very, very good NBA player for a long time. Jay, I love guards. I absolutely love them. And I think, you know, obviously we had the championship in Detroit. We won with guards. And uh, I'm not sure I've seen a kid come on the scene like Jean Morant that I've ever seen. I mean, come in and just like wow me like that, that I never even heard of, frankly, before the year. Yeah, it's unusual. Um, he reminded me a lot of uh, Russell Westbrook. He's a, a far better passer, and this this is a guy who's been averaging a triple double the last two seasons uh, in 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 Russell. But he is like I I didn't hear of him coming out of high school. Right. Uh, I started hearing about him his freshman year, and I was and I was watching Murray State play because I thought, well, there, you know, this could be an NCAA tournament team, and he was averaging about twelve points a game. And then over the summer, I started hearing that that this kid's taken off. But I didn't know what that meant. What does taking off mean? That, that he could be a pro or, you know, get drafted or something like that. And then, so I figured, okay, I looked at their schedule. said, okay, well, he's, he's playing against Alabama, playing against Auburn. Uh, we'll see. And uh, we'll see how, how good, good he is. And then he put up 38 on uh, Alabama at, at, at Coleman and was, was electrifying against a, a team full of great athletes. And, and I'm like, okay, th- this is different. Like, you just don't see this very often. And he followed it up against Auburn. Everybody he played against, he's 24 points a game, 10 assists, high turnover rate. But, but you know, 60% of his team's buckets were, were either directly, attri- they, they were either scored by him or assisted by him. And uh, uh, the, the kid's legit. And, uh, and I, I, I agree with you, Brendan. I've never seen anything quite like it as far as his rise is concerned. Uh, it, it was tough to say, okay, well, he's better than RJ Barrett because I think he, I think he actually is. And in today's game, he can shoot it, he can pass. He's the best passer in the draft. Uh, he, he's ambidextrous, um, and, and he, he has he has want to, um, uh, and he's not afraid of anything. Uh, you put him against Florida State, he played, he dominated uh, against, uh, he had a triple double against uh, uh, Marquette in the NCAA tournament. The last guy to do that, uh, I think, was Draymond Green. And the last guard to do it was Dwayne Wade when he did it against Kentucky uh, in the uh, the Elite Eight. So you're talking about you know a couple guys that have proven out to be good pros. You know, triple doubles in college in a 40 minute game are few and far between, and, and and to have it in that setting was pretty impressive. You know, when the lottery came out, you know, and everyone goes New Orleans, wow, Zion, and then Memphis too. After that evening, I think everyone said. John Morant's going to Memphis. I mean, and it hasn't changed since. Usually there's, you know, play and even Brandon Ingram and Ben Simmons. Oh, the Lakers might do this or that. You know what? This thing has been rock solid, which is really unusual, I think. Almost the first three picks. Yeah, and and part of that might be, you know, sort of the view that this is a, you know, the draft starts at four kind of thing. (laughs) Because it's not the deepest draft we've ever seen, but but you know that value is going to come from it in places we don't expect. I mean, you know that's going to happen. It's just a question of of who's going to find it and uh, and where is it going to come from. Um, but, but look, I think the first three are locks. Um, and I think it's going to go in the order we all, we all believe, uh, cause those guys would be top three picks in just about any draft. Uh, I can't, you know, the only thing I would say is if I had the chance, if somebody said, 
you know, you can have Zion Williamson or Anthony Davis right now. Who would you take? I'd take Anthony Davis. Right. But uh, but there aren't there aren't many other players that that you'd say, okay, well, yeah, I'll give up Zion Williamson for that guy. No, he he's frankly uh, living in Louisiana. He's a franchise saver for that from a emotional standpoint and a marketing standpoint. They needed him so badly. You know, we're going to take a quick break, Jay, and we'll be right back. Let's hear from one of our latest sponsors, Max One. As you know by now, Max One is the all-in-one coaching app that allows your team to train, communicate, and stay organized all in one easy-to-use spot. With all these useful features for one low price, I can't emphasize enough the value Max One can bring to your program, especially as the summer months heat up and you continue to plan your off-season. I know how hard it is to keep your athletes engaged once summer hits and your team starts to head in different directions. I'm confident Max One can solve these problems for you and keep your program connected to help ensure you run the most effective off-season as possible. Max One allows you to create individualized workouts for each player on your team with videos attached and deliver them right into your athlete's phone, eliminating spreadsheets and paper handouts. And you can then combine these workouts into an entire off-season program tailor-made to fill the weeks leading up to your season so that your athletes stay in the gym all summer long. You can even track your athletes' progress on the Max One leaderboards to see the work your team is putting in, keeping everyone on the team accountable while encouraging a culture of competition. I also love how the calendar feature allows you to keep everyone in your program on the same page. Workouts, schedules, open gym, or tournament games can all be organized via color-coded schedules, ensuring your athletes are in the loop with details on whatever events you have planned this summer. To learn more about how Max One can help you run your program this offseason, head to their website at gomaxone.com. That's go, M-A-X, one, O-N-E, dot com. And schedule a free 15-minute demo with a Max One program specialist. As always, mention that Coach Brendan Sir sent you and receive a special discount if you decide to purchase. Again, visit www.gomaxone.com right now to schedule a free demo. You won't be disappointed. Welcome back with Jay Billis. And Jay, we talked at about the top three. They say it's not a great draft. There's so many damn good players in this draft, though. You know, I love Darius Garland. I like him better than his daddy when he played, you know. And and Jared Culver and Kobe White, you got to see him. I didn't appreciate how good he was, but everyone swears by him. Yeah, great kid. He's 6'5". He doesn't have the the crazy long arms that most of these prospects seem to have now uh, because his wingspan is basically his height. But uh, but he can he can shoot it uh, fastest player with the ball in his hands in the draft and and Roy Williams has said that the only player that he's had that's been faster end to end with the ball was Ty Lawson and that's saying wow. something because Lawson was a bullet uh, it, but he had three games with over thirty uh, a really good kid just a you know easy to get along with and uh, you know kind of a quiet kid but but came out of his shell during the course of the season and, and a high confidence level. Um, he and Darius Garland, I think, are the two best point guards in the draft outside of the top three. Morant, if we if we go with the draft against a four thing, um, you know, Garland's just a better shooter than uh, than White is, but White does some other things that that Garland doesn't do quite as well. Um, that's going to be a hard decision. Like I kind of I, I've ranked Kobe White a little bit higher 
part of that might be honestly, Brendan, that that uh, that you know, I, I only have five games of tape to go on with uh, with Garland, and I'm a little mm-hmm. skittish on it. Yeah. Um. So maybe I maybe I got to get over that mental hurdle too. But uh, but both of them are very talented. Uh, you got to see Hunter a lot. I know you think he's a great defender. Project him NBA wise. Best defender in the draft. Yeah. Uh, can guard one through five, literally. You know, you say that with a lot of guys, but he can really do it. Uh, another lengthy, you know, kind of six eight guy that can shoot it. He shot well over forty percent from three as a uh, catch and shoot guy. Uh, he can drive it a little bit. Um, he, he's easy to play with. And I think Malcolm Brogdon proved that, uh, that, you know, you got, you got a guy that's played in that Virginia system. They don't have as many, uh, possessions. So when you can, when you score, uh, at a high rate, uh, uh, in the Virginia system with fewer possessions, you, you project that out and it's going to, it's going to work. Um, the one thing he doesn't do as well as I think he should Given that body and length and athleticism, I think he could be a far better rebounder. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he he's really good defensively. I mean, Tony Bennett put him on Carson Edwards when uh, when Edwards was lighting them up. You know, he, he switched off on Edwards, did a good job for a period of time. Then Edwards kind of started figuring it out. Um, but I I really like him. I rank him fourth overall. But uh, uh, but you know, I don't know anybody's got him ranked below seventh or eighth. Right. Uh, I know you like Little, you know, who's, a, you know, a terrific talent, uh, you know, but Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga, he's one of your favorites. He is. I, I've, I've got him ranked 11th, and there's a part of me that says, like, I, you know, sometimes you see where your colleagues put somebody, and you're kind of going, wait a minute, am I overdoing this? And then, then you, you go back, you know, and you say, wait a minute, I don't think I have him high enough. And Hachimura is, is big. He's a legit 6'8". Uh, he is strong. He's got, he's really well built and he can shoot it. Uh, he can shoot it off the dribble. He's super skilled. Uh, he can shoot it with range, although I think he can still stretch that out further. Um, he's just really young in the game. Uh, he's from Japan and he hasn't played, you know, it's not like he grew up with the ball in his hands. Um, he came a little bit later to the game. And, uh, and they've, as you know, he's been really well taught, like Mark Few and his staff, Tommy Lloyd, Donnie Daniels, they've done a great job with him. Uh, and he's become more assertive and, and, uh, and I think he's come another guy that's kind of come out of his shell a little bit to be a, a great player. And I think he just fits the suit in the NBA. And, uh, and I think if he's brought along well. Uh, he he can be a he can be a truly outstanding NBA player for a long time. You know um, th- his teammate. You know he didn't. Uh, I, I, this sounds stupid. He didn't measure at the size I thought he was. You know Brandon Clark, but he plays really big. You know with his shot blocking techniques, and I think he's going to be a good pro. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, super athletic, really bouncy, yep. and uh, great timing. Um, and he blocks yeah. a lot of shots. Yeah. It, it, it gets off the floor so quickly and high. Um, he, he, the only thing, Brendan, like I, I think he's going to be a good NBA player. The only thing that gives me a little bit of concern is that that he's not a he's not a shooter. It's not it's not like he's going to be knocking down threes. And he reminds me a lot of Jonathan Williams that played in his slot right before. And you're kind of wondering, like, mm. is it just because of this draft that he's he's so high? Um, I, I like him very, very much. But but I kind of he's one of those players I wonder because of the way the game's going. Um, is, is am I overvaluing his athleticism, or maybe maybe am I undervaluing uh, uh, how he's going to do? 
Um, but because he's not, he's not one of those guys that you're going to put the ball in his hands. He's going to go get his own, or he's going to, you know, one dribble pull up. He's not, he's not the same kind of offensive player that Hachimura is, or Cam Reddish, or guys like you know Darius Garland, guys like that. Even, even DeAndre Hunter, uh, I think is a is a, a better offensive player. But boy, that 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 shot blocking, rebounding, his ability to run the floor, his athleticism is really tantalizing. The the kid that I didn't have any feel, even though I watched Texas play a lot, was Jackson Hayes, and everyone says going to be a big time pro. I just I, I didn't get a chance to appreciate him uh, during the year when I watched them on TV. Yeah, super late bloomer. Uh, dad played in the NFL for a long time. Mom was a a, a great basketball player at Drake. So you know he's got he's got terrific bloodlines uh, as a as an athlete and long armed great big hands catches everything uh, can finish plays block shots impact the game the way you want a, a an athletic big guy to do um, he's just sort of very raw offensively but you can see it like you can see it uh, he, he's going to get better and better and so I, I I've got him ranked tenth uh, overall I think. And and I think that's about right. Yeah. Um, uh, but you, you, you know, he, he can explode uh, going forward just because of how you know athletic, long, and and talented he is. And and he just needs to get stronger. He needs to get you know he, he can get pushed off a of space right now off of a, off a, a spot. But uh, but I don't see that carrying the day. He's going to keep getting bigger and stronger. And uh, another guy who's a who's a great great kid. After this last break, I want to talk to you about some sleepers that you think. Uh, just names of guys that you think could really be surprised in this year's draft. We'll be right back. Fast Model Sports is the world's most comprehensive, versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, Fast Draw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding in the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and iPad to providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. It doesn't stop there. Along with FastPro, they have other great programs such as Fast Scout, which helps coaches create clean, professional scout reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by all NBA and WNBA teams, 85% of Division I college teams, and over 8,000 high school and new teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills on their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com. Or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Back with NBA draft analyst and just overall great analyst, Jay Billis. Uh, Jay, uh, Ty Jerome, uh, talk about, does, is it right fit for him? to? Is that the key right team for him? Yeah, I think he can play anywhere, but mm-hmm. uh, but you put him on a team. You know, he's going to be taken toward the end of the first round. Right. Uh, so he'll he'll go to a team that's good, and and playing with a team that's good alongside other good players, uh, where he doesn't have to overdo it. Uh, I think is to his benefit. Um, 
Jerome is more than anything is a competitor. Like he's not afraid of anybody <laughs> and he will, he will give it back to, to anybody. Uh, I, and I really like him as a player. He can shoot it. Uh, he's a big point guard that can handle the ball. Uh, it has no problem kind of turning his back and backing in and then making, making the pass. He can pass with either hand and, and he can make difficult shots. Not only can he shoot it from range, uh, really good, like driving it and getting it off the glass, uh, making the unorthodox shot or the, you know, he's not just going to have to go in and lay it up. He's got, he can make different kinds of shots. Um, so I really like him and what a gamer, uh, he is. Um, you know, I've got him ranked like 27th or 28th, something like that. And I, I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to be a good solid pro for a long time. Uh, let's just go with any other, there's a lot of really good players left, just names of guys that you think have a real chance to a get drafted either first round or even second, but you think that, you know, like, you know, that could be a good fit, uh, and play in the league. Uh, Cameron Johnson from North Carolina uh, is the best shooter in the draft. If we had a horse contest, he would win it. Um, he'd beat and, you? And he shoots it quick. No way. I'm sorry? He'd beat you? Oh, he'd beat anybody. Yeah, <laughs> this draft, are you kidding? Uh, but, you know, he started at Pittsburgh and uh, graduated. He was, got, had an injury, uh, graduated, and then transferred at two years of eligibility. The only wow. thing, Brennan, he's got a couple of issues that give me a little bit of pause about his body. He's had, he's had a, a number of surgeries, one on his hip. Uh, and I think he had a shoulder too, but, uh, as long as, you know, the doctors clear him and he's satisfied that there are no long-term issues with that. Um, he's a mature guy that can make shots and he's got a high release on his shot. He made like 50% of his threes last year and that that was no accident. He he can really shoot it. And then there's another guy that's kind of interesting to me and, and, uh, and I don't know the right spot for him, but, but he's probably the second best defender I would say in this draft. And that's Matisse Thibel of Washington. Uh, not the not the best offensive player, but he's so good defensively that I think he's going to wind up taking a first round spot. Uh, if not, he should be early second. But I, I think he'll wind up getting getting invited to the green room. At least that's the rumor. Wow. Uh, that 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 he could be one of these late invitees to the green room. So uh, that that's a pretty good indication that uh, that 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 he's going to be a first rounder. How about Bobo, who who got hurt early? You know. Um, had high expectations, wasn't he? Like a top five pick originally in pre, you know, preseason, you know, projection. Kip yeah, he, he's he's one of the more skilled players at his size that that I can remember. Seven wow. two, um, seven uh, seven wingspan, can really shoot. He can run. Uh, you know, good transition player, and uh, and very very skilled. So he he does he does things that that have you saying he's a top five pick. But then at the same time, uh, he's kind of got an on-off switch that, that, that doesn't stay on all the time. And, uh, and he's shown some issues with durability, not just the broken foot, but, you know, begging out of some – but, again, young player. Uh, so you, you, but you just have some question marks. So there, there's, a, there's a point in the draft where you're saying, okay, risk is associated with him. And, he, and plus, uh, last thing, he only weighs like 205 pounds. <laughs> so, you know, seven foot and he's rail thin. So that's another question about durability. Um, uh, there are a lot of skinny guys. Like Kevin Durant was skinny too. Remember, yeah. remember when everybody said that? Uh, well, he, could, he couldn't lift 135 pounds over his head. And uh, zero, care zero, he he had, yeah, he had yeah. zero. Right. Yeah, but but uh, <laughs> you know, Bull Bull is one of those guys where you could say you could say later on, how is he taken so low? Or you could say, how is he taken so high? He's, he's one of those guys. Three three two guards that I. Um, that I think, you know, your opinion, Tyler Harrow, 
uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and the kid from USC, uh, Kevin Porter. Thoughts on it? Tyler Hero is a, an excellent shooter that turned out to be a very good defender with a very strong body uh, for, for a young kid. Um, short arms, though. He's one of those, one of the rare ones where his wingspan is shorter than his height. Uh, <laughs> but he can really shoot it and, and never misses a free throw. And I was really impressed. Uh, he, he convinced me when I saw him play against Louisville, and he was – he was all over the place defensively, and uh, for a guy that that was reputed not to be able to guard anybody, he made tremendous strides as a defender. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. is one of the more tantalizing talents in the draft. He can create his own, uh, really athletic. Um, uh, you know, has a good skill level, so an excellent offensive player that fits the athletic profile in the NBA. You know, outstanding athlete. It's just. You're kind of wondering about some of the off-court things where he, he, you know, there were some questions about his attitude and would he bring it every day? He got suspended for the team for one of these conduct detrimental things. I don't know how big of a deal that was, but mm-hmm. it existed. And so that that would be that. That's why I've got him ranked number nineteen. His talent says says higher, but uh, but that gives you a little bit of pause. And then Nikhil Alexander Walker of Virginia Tech is uh, he's a guy that that another ambidextrous player that can shoot it and uh, uh, wonderful skill level moves without the ball very effectively. Um, you kind of wonder about, is he athletic enough? Like, is he one of these, you know, sort of, he doesn't have explosive athleticism, but he's a very good athlete. You know, he reminds me of a little bit. It's the same way I felt about Lou Williams when he came out of high school. You know, wow. Lou Williams, one of the, the players that came out of high school and you go, well, I don't know, you know, second round pick and all this. And look what, look what he's I done. S- I said he and, couldn't uh, play. Yeah. yeah you know, you know but, but that's one of the things like I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay saying that because like of all the mistakes you've made, you know, I, I'm sure we both could sit here and say, hey, you know, I remember thinking this guy was taken too low and we, we can tout all of our successes. But I'm almost more enjoy more talking about, man, did I miss on that guy? Uh, I, I didn't think he was this good. And, you know, I didn't think Kawhi Leonard was going to be this good. And I, it, to me, that's that's part of the joy of this is yeah. that. This is like a, these are like Christmas presents, you know. You're opening them up, and you're not sure what you're going to get with these things. You know, some are going to be good, and then every once in a while, Monty Hall, you know, opens up the curtain, and you got a dud when you thought it was going to be really good, and you just you just don't know. And that's what's really cool about it. You know, uh, you know. I remember when I was, you know, and when you're in a draft room, you're part of a team, uh, you know, and uh, depending on your rank the higher you are in discerning what's, what, who, what you're picking. And I remember being in the Hawks room and Mike Fratello and I were saying, we love Carl Malone. And I remember Stan Caston, who owns the Dodgers now, said, we're picking John, John Konkak, okay? <laughs> and that's why Fratello's on TV and I'm doing podcasts. But And, and, and then I remember with uh, the, the Knicks, you know, we picked Ronaldo Balkman and we wanted a point guard to back up Marbury, who is towards the end. And we were saying... Isaiah Lowry, Kyle Lowry, or Rondo. <laughs> so, but you know, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? And I remember that because I went yeah. nuts when uh, when Baldwin got drafted, saying he's a second round talent. You Amen. Spend two hundred thousand dollars and get him, and Rondo's on the board. I didn't see Lowry as, as being that kind of pick, but but and it was wrong there too. But but I was thinking Rondo. But that was the thing, Brennan. Like at that time. 
New York was looking for toughness. And, yeah. and so, you know, when you get caught up, not caught up, but, but you're, you're worried about, okay, situational stuff. What do we need right now versus how is this going to be perceived uh, down the line? And, and all those things have, have value and they, they, they need to be considered. And it's not necessarily wrong. Um, but, but, you know, you know how this business works oh. far better than I do, but, but when, when you're judged later on it, it, with, with a rear view mirror, that's the hardest. And then you can make mistakes going, well, wait a minute, how is this going to be seen as opposed to let's do what we think is the right thing exactly and right. without fear. Cause you, if you fear the consequences in this job, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. You know, that's the <laughs> worst mindset to have is fearing the consequences. Well, I can't wait for tomorrow night. You and the ESPN team do an incredible job. Mike Schmitz has become one of my total favorites. Uh, he is a superstar, and the rest of your team is incredible. Jay, as always, thank you so much for sharing on this busy time for you. Always my pleasure, Brendan. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jay. One of the things I love about the draft is no matter how much you know, no matter how much to study it, it is nothing like watching this play out over two, three, four, and five years. And to watch a guy like Kawhi Leonard go from the 15th pick to a two-time MVP and maybe the best player in the game, it is fabulous. It's exciting. I love NFL draft. I love NBA draft because it's hope for the future for many teams. Hey, we're less than three weeks away from our Coaching You live VIP event in Las Vegas. And please... We don't have many spots left. Make sure you go to coachingyoulive.com and sign up so you don't get shut out. Remember, this once-a-year event that we have is featured with all kinds of NBA head coaches, top assistants, some of the best player development people you've ever seen. And one of the things that we really, really take pride in is that you are up close and personal. You are sitting courtside. And I think, you know, you get to break bread with many of our speakers. And again, you're going to get a, you know, a drive fit coaching you shirt. You're going to get a coaching you notebook. And the best part, you're going to get $375 value of videos of all of our speakers. Please take advantage of it. Go to coachingyoulive.com. Register today. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Serf. <laughs>